Coming up on this episode, we begin by brainstorming some bold ideas for a new bar concept. Then we cover the week's tech news, including WeWork's meatless meal policy, Twitter's new follower policy, and Microsoft's new smaller computer policy. Stick around. Don't Panic starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 210, recorded July 16th, 2018. Bot followers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and the most important part, you, of course. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who uh, who are always saddled up to the bar, Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Gentlemen, good day. I'm saddling up. Sad- do people still saddle you- up to bar? I, I never go to bars, so I'm not the guy. Do people still saddle up oh. to bars? Yeah. Do you, you ever saddle get the, up those... to them, or do you sidle up to them? Oh, shit. I th- you can do either. You can do either. I feel like oh, you sidle okay. up to a bar when you're just kind of leaning on it and you're trying to get a drink in, order in, mm. but you saddle up to a bar when the stool's just a little too high and you kind of got to, <laughs> you know? I see. I feel like I do more sidling than saddling. <laughs> Is that my computer? Yeah, there's an echo coming from somewhere. Mystery machine. No biggie. Indeed. Uh, I was trying to to share our post. So, um, you know, we were talking before we started broadcasting about ideas for bars. Maybe this is the time to crowdsource it with, Ooh, with, our, with our plentiful followers and, and viewers joining live. Um, Colby and I are going to open a bar. Eventually, it. it's bound to happen. Fact. At some point. Now, it could be tomorrow. It could be in ten years. It's going to happen at some point. Now, where are you going to launch it? Is the question because I'm going to put in an early recommendation for Chattanooga. Well, Only Colby because and I have talked about this. It's and a, Chattanooga is actually an ideal location because mm. it's so <laughs> funny to say. <laughs> so, yeah. Our bar could be Chattanooga themed. Ch- mm-hmm. In Chattanooga, that seems like a very <laughs> bad you idea. Know, you know, like all the Applebee's have their like local, like oddly specific, but still somehow generic paraphernalia on the walls. <laughs> we can do that. You're gonna make a generic bar. I like it. I would uh, actually. I... So here's the here's the location criteria. Is I feel like what we don't want to do is open it in like a New York, Boston. Chicago, LA, San Francisco, Seattle kind of deal because there's lots of cocktail bars in those places. We want to go to a place where we might not be the only cocktail bar, but we'll be one of the few. So there's still like there's a lot of room in the market. So an up and coming bar city. is low in case we're not very good at it. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're looking, so you're looking like for uh, uh, come on. I didn't even. That's the easiest one. Is that? Wait, is the bar in that in that uh, saying a bar bar? When you like set the bar, bar? I, I always assumed know. it was a limbo reference. Mm, don't want to set that too. bar too low. Weird. You should talk about this on Up for Debate. Yes. Limbo? Have you had an Idioms episode? We did a whole hour on Idioms. It's one of my favorite okay, episodes we've done. People <laughs> should go listen to it at UpForDebate.tv. It was very fun. <laughs> um. Well, that's Wait, great. There are lost tapes. 
Yeah, you. I probably should have told you guys about that. I don't know why we're talking about this, but I should have told you guys. So remember uh, back, remember when coffee and beer radio was a thing? A long time ago, back when I was yeah. doing those little daily segments? Oh, yeah. Well, man, okay, I didn't do yes, a yes, show yes. the last two weeks, so I edited a bunch. During, during coffee and beer radio, I had a bunch of outtakes of us, like pre and post show recordings that I broadcast on that. So I recut them into an episode up for debate. So you guys were on up for debate this week. I didn't oh, tell you. Snap. I mean, the stuff had already been published, but I republished it. So <laughs> you don't say anything to me. I still get royalties from this, right? Yes, but they're so immensely small. It costs me more to send the check than what the check is worth. <laughs> Just like our uh, Amazon referrals. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it in a place that doesn't... it. It either has zero cocktail bars or like one or two, maybe three. Sure. Three, I think you're starting to push it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's location-wise. I Colby and I both agree that we want it to be a, a bar that serves good drinks. That's uh, well. I, are you sure about that? Are you you feel really confident about that? That's a controversial decision. Yeah. yeah no, that's that's a, a deal breaker. Okay. As say. All right. But what about the food? Just eh, so-so food or no food? That is a good question. Here's the thing with food. Uh, I think that it is better to have no food than shitty food. Because then, like, you go up to a bar and you're like, oh, man, they have a burger. Thank goodness because I'm starving. You order it and it's terrible. That That's a bad Sometimes. customer experience. That's what we call a bad customer experience, Sean. But I think you should do, like, two or three really good food items. Like, you don't have to have a whole menu. It doesn't have to be a restaurant. But just be like, oh, they're known for their great drinks and their amazing quesadillas. Yeah, but then we're going to have to have a kitchen and, like, a cook staff. And I'm not very good at that. Fair so it feels, it feels outside of our... Our uh, strong suits. You're not playing your strengths there. Gotcha. Okay. Maybe, maybe the thing to do is like, there's there's a a bar here that is like adjacent. It's like uh, affiliated with the restaurant next door. Mm. So like the restaurant cooks the food. And do they have a sign, Colby, that tells you not to cross through the two restaurants? <laughs> no, it's a different a different okay. bar. <laughs> there might uh, be a sign there too, but but I've never I've never needed to cross through. Or wanted been told to cross through. So I'm I'm all about that strategy. That sounds good. That's a good idea. So Chattanooga, I think, you know, not actually a ridiculous suggestion. Maybe like a like a Colorado Springs or maybe a mm. maybe a Milwaukee. I haven't been to Colorado Springs. Or like a like a Saint Petersburg? I like just... one of the smaller Oregon cities, like not Portland, I think. Like could a be Eugene? Good. Like a Eugene or a, a Bend, Oregon. Oh, God, yeah, Bend. One of the coastal cities. Sure. I think, uh, I feel like there's a certain appeal in doing it in a sort of, like, seasonal place. Because, like, if you so desired, you could only be open for some part of the year. Ooh. And okay. then, like, do other stuff the rest of the year. Like a, like a ski resort sort of place. Yeah, like a, like right. a Burlington. Right. Not just for Coke factories. Um, no, that's... Uh, <laughs> Did you know that it's not called Burlington Coke Factory anymore? No, what it's is it? Just Burlington. It's just Burlington. Do they not manufacture coats in a factory anymore? I don't know that they ever did. Did they? What? <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> the coats weren't made in the back. 
Can it you? used to be like a Dunkin' Donuts. Like they used to crank out the donuts twice a day or whatever, yeah, which I learned right. on uh, up for debate. But the uh, now nowadays, you know, no, they're, they're no more fresh made coats. coats. No, yeah. What a shame, man. What is this country Indeed. coming to? <laughs> so what would be what would be the signature drink at your bar? What would you guys be um, known for? Because 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 a signature bar is known. I mean, yeah, all the drinks will be good. But what are you known for? What do people come there to get? I think if you're really doing it right, your signature drink has to have something to do with the name of your bar. Okay. Because that's free advertisement tied into the bigger the bigger. You guys should do right. like if they do in New Orleans and have those big plastic light up glasses with the huge <laughs> straws. Like people love that. That's stuff. true. So here's the, here's the a good grenade. example. I read a, a New York Times article about a, a cocktail bar. The drinks aren't even that good. It's somewhere It's uh, it's somewhere in the Midwest. And they have a giant tank filled with people in mermaid suits. Yes! <laughs> yes! And that, that's a hook. You need the hook. I mean, look at, look at Jimmy Buffett. He's opened all these Margaritavilles. He's doing great. Like, people love the theme. It's about the theme. It's about, would true. you guys ever consider, like, an immersive theater bar? <laughs> maybe i actually would murder would, mystery bar yes totally down. but do it where like nobody don't do like costumes or like have everybody dress normally it's just their plants throughout the bar so people don't realize it's interactive until it's too late <laughs> yeah but the like the yelp reviews are going to give that away sure I mean, but that's part of the fun where you're like wait are you an actor no maybe you're an actor you don't know yes yes so maybe maybe the thing to do is to take this a step further and you just take over certain bars like other people's <laughs> bars just for like, a night so like you, an improv everywhere kind of yes yeah it, that's another really good idea a traveling bar and then you're you're dodging the yelp problem oh well that's so what are they going to do review the we place don't need, we don't need to worry about equipment but i do kind of like now Dan's gotten me thinking for about a traveling bar where you don't have to go to other bars. Like you could go to like a Walmart and, and have a bar or you could go to like the zoo and have a bar. Well, it's a traveling a bar. No, but it's, what are they going to do? You, you're traveling. Then you just leave. It's great. It's like a pop up <laughs> bar. Wanted in 50 states. Colby Ravenue and Dan Miller. <laughs> and they're traveling. They're amazing. Fantastical traveling bar. The. In, when I lived in San Francisco, in one of the parks there, there was this guy who, like, every weekend he was there, and he, he carried around a cooler behind him in, like, a, a cleaver, like a meat cleaver, and this guy had, like, dirty dreadlocks, like, down to his ankles, and he, in in his cooler, he had a bottle of Sailor Jerry's rum and a bunch of coconuts, and he would, like, hack off the top oh, yeah. of the coconut, pour a bunch of rum in there, and, like... uh give you a straw in that for like 10 bucks or something. He was there every weekend. As far as I could tell, that was his job. I could see you two doing that for sure. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's a traveling bar. That that's like some minimalism right right there. I think in a place like a a nice, a vacation destination, like a summer vacation destination could be interesting too. I feel like those are underserved by good bars. True. Definitely. And be you the can standout. charge a bunch of money. Like like a Myrtle Beach or like a Right. That's a I, I first had the idea for for a seasonal destination bar in Newport, Rhode Island. Uh-huh. Because there there are a couple like dockside like open air bars that are like obviously they're only open for three months out of the year. Right. Uh-huh. 
What a, and it seems cool. What about a high-end, classy booze cruise? Like, just mm. do it on a boat, but be like, be it's like super chill and refined. Mm. But you need to come up with another name like booze cruise that's just as enticing. <laughs> Maybe like a cocktail cruise. It's gotta. It's it's gotta have, have, do you have to ditch the cruise? Yeah, I think you gotta ditch the cruise. It's, There's gotta be a fancy word for sailing, but yachting. It's yachting, really. Is it right? Like the cocktail mm. yacht. Yeah, yachting feels so like. I feel like cruise is good because it seems like short term, like, like, l- like low commitment. That's Col- what you want. Is what low about commitment. like Colby and Dan sea jaunt? Oh my god, what if? Okay. Okay. We got this, right? It's like you do the speakeasy thing, but your speakeasy is on a boat and there is some like uh somehow like there's some trick to figuring out where you where and when you can get on the boat to go on the speakeasy. Mm. And then does the boat leave? Yes, the boat leaves and goes other places. So basically so like, you created like a water taxi? <laughs> what, with, what with drinks on it and you yes. don't tell anyone its schedule or location exactly i love it how can i invest <laughs> and then mm-hmm. uh to to like add add to the mystique like if you get to a place and there are too many people waiting at the place it just doesn't stop and it goes someplace yeah that's good and then you can charge them a fare when they get on in exchange for transportation mm-hmm <laughs> yeah. I, I really this is smart the cocktail canoe the cocktail <laughs> okay dude now i'm imagining colby just with a paddle in a canoe and like, like you know two the two, two at the a time two yeah we went to <laughs> i like it god how no, are we not millionaires not... yet <laughs> i don't understand it I feel like it's because we haven't tried to build any of our crazy ideas. I saw an article today that that some startup got ten million dollars to be the LinkedIn of students, and I'm like, that's such an. Why didn't I think of that? Like, it's such a dumb idea. <laughs> Isn't that what Facebook is? That's what or LinkedIn like... is. I thought LinkedIn was the LinkedIn of students. Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, oh boy. All right. Any other any other bar ideas we want to suggest? Well, keep this comedy train rolling, or I think I'm out for now. I'm gonna have to think about the name for our cocktail cruise, yep. and I'm gonna have to think about what was the other what was my other bit of homework? Uh, other smaller cities in Oregon. <laughs> no, I, I've got a pretty extensive list of those. Uh, the theme, like what are what? That's what it was. What is our clientele? What what movies do they watch? Yeah, yeah. You're the demographics of your target audience, and use that to craft a theme around something they would find interesting. Like you said, if you're going right. for a more high end, maybe it's a cigar themed bar, or maybe it's a. Oh, thanks. Maybe it's a fancy. I don't. I'm not a rich guy, so I don't know what rich guys. What are do. new fancy things that people have? Avocado toast. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Again, Dan, you're talking to me, okay? That I I am so the opposite of your target audience. Sure. My target restaurant is Chili's, so not really your guy. We took you to we we got you out of a to a non-chain restaurant in New York. Oh, you, you too. Even, 
You even enjoyed yourself. Dan, I was living in Houston, and you two had to come and take me to nice restaurants and bars there, okay? So I, I, I am, I am, you guys are the pros, believe me. Fair enough. Okay, well, I'll get back to you with what our target demographic Yeah, this will have to be like a, a continuing theme across the weeks as we slowly build this concept. All right, it, it's like... It's like the McElroy brothers will be in Trolls too. Yes. Right. This is the documentary about the the smash hit, yep. you know, multi-location, multi-international bar that Colby and I open and the story of how it came to be. Yeah, the title of it is Opening Night. And the idea is that it's being, we launch all of the episodes of the podcast on the opening night of the bar. Right. And we're telling the but story. If you're listening to Don't Panic, you get you get it in real time. Yep. It's like you don't even have to subscribe on Patreon because A, we don't have one. No. And B You can still give us money though. Can they actually? Yes, please. Put five dollars in an envelope and mail it to Coffee and Beer, care of uh no, I do like the idea, though. Now you got me thinking, Dan. I wonder if, because a lot of celebrities and even podcasters now do cruises where you can go on a cruise with them and you book a boat. We need to do the coffee yeah. and beer cruise, which is essentially I will rent a pontoon boat and we, will, <laughs> we can go out on the lake. If anyone is interested, email which, us. Don't panic show at gmail.com. Which lake? Which, yeah, lake? which lake? A lake. One of the a, a great lake, maybe. I don't Ooh, know. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I hear those are big. So the, Colby and I can try out the boosters idea right there. Exactly. It'll be our test run. Right. Absolutely. Would we do? Would you and Matt do an episode of Up for Debate right on the boat? Oh, live hell studio yeah. audience! Hell yeah! Are you kidding me? Get out of here! Absolutely, I would. Uh, okay, I'm down. All right. Okay, everyone, get ready. Buy your tickets for the coffee and beer cruise <laughs> canoe cocktail bar event. Dot com. Uh, alrighty. Well, now that we've powered through that. Um, we're going to talk about some tech news. We kind of blew off the tech news last week, so I kind of feel like uh, we, we, we owe it to the people who tune in for our hot takes on what's happening right. in the world of tech. Um, and we have, oh, look at this. Um, before we get to that, we have an idea from a first-time commenter. All right. Boing, 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 boing. You know what? I hate watching those Twitch streams where they have all that shit flashing everywhere. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, so we don't do that here, but I'll do it with my voice. Um, my brother Jason commented, um, it's an escape room, but it's a boat in the middle of the ocean. Uh, and winning the room gives you the keys to the boat, but you got to do it while you're drinking, of course. That's the best <laughs> idea we've had all night. So does that mean if you lose the room, you don't get the keys to the boat and you have to remain? Yep, you're stranded out at you sea. You never return. I like that I, idea. I like it. Yeah, I think we need to work escape rooms. Uh, you know what? You know what my target audience likes, Sean? Escape rooms. Is there an escape room bar? I don't know. I haven't heard of one. So I'm going to say no. That seems like something that would be a big hit. Yeah. I feel like escape rooms seem like they have a... a like you only ever go there one time problem. Yep. But how much more often would you go if, <laughs> if you were could drink and the drinks were good? Yeah, but fair I think enough. I think you would kind of have to split the difference between the ideas, though, because I don't think you you would do like a full escape room. But I do like the idea of like you have to solve puzzles to get your drinks 
Or like the mm -hmm. drinks are puzzles in and of themselves. I don't yeah. think you should do like a full right. escape room while drinking. Right. You have to you have to pay for each drink regardless. But if you don't solve the puzzle, <laughs> you, you don't get the you drink. Don't your drink. Oh my god, you'd make so much money. This is great. Yeah, it would be like one of those uh, Chinese lockbox things, but a cup. Yes. And you have to somehow get the top off. Yep, and the ice inside is melting, so you got to really hurry. My drink's going to get watered down. The the cup itself is ice. <gasps> and it melts, and then your drink spills everywhere. Right, so you have to figure out, you have to find like a heat source <laughs> and melt just the top. Hmm. This is this is not like. our worst idea. <laughs> Add that to your list. And that's a franchisable concept right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Boy, is it. And then we were sprinting money at that point. <laughs> yeah, man. What are we here? Why are we here? Let's stop the show. Let's go do that. That's a much better idea. <laughs> then sadly, our pivot to this week's tech news. And we have a number of stories here in the rundown, um, some of which are probably worth talking about. Uh guys, anything in here? Possible that's uh that's got really not a lot of big timey announcement stuff but there's you know a few things here and there or unless there's something not in the rundown you want to talk about anyway um sky's the limit okay i think i'm interested in talking about the WeWork story okay i i picked this because i'm like this seems up dan's alley i think i think dan will have something to say about interesting this. Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about this. WeWork, we've mentioned that maybe once or twice here on the show. Uh, the co-working startup, it's worth about $20 billion. It's where your company can rent like a room and it's the co-working spaces. Dan, you're very familiar with these. Uh, I guess we all are. We've all been to them at one point or another. Um, they have, uh, WeWork has nearly 6,000 staff of its own, never mind the 200,000 members across their global locations. They announced this week they will no longer allow employees to expense meat. Now, what does that mean? Uh, uh, employees, uh, they will no longer serve meat at company events, nor will they allow employees to expense meat as part of any meals that they try to expense as employees of the company. Um, the uh, co-founder of WeWork revealed the policy writing, quote, new research indicates that avoiding meat is one of the biggest things an individual can do to reduce their personal environmental impact even more than switching to a hybrid car. Uh, the policy... Uh, specifically removes red meat, poultry, and pork from company menus and expenses policy, um, though they emphasize the company is not prohibiting WeWork staff or members from bringing in meat-based meals they've paid for themselves. Members are also still free to host their own events at WeWork locations and serve meat they've paid for themselves. It's only food purchased by WeWork. Um, also, fish is not covered in the meat-free initiative. And why is that? Uh, and say? As I understand it, no, it doesn't specifically say. As I understand it, it it's that the 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 meats that they are talking about banning, uh, that they did ban, are definitely way worse than fish in terms of their environmental impact. Now, does that mean fish have no environmental impact? Would it be healthier to go vegetarian or something like that? Probably. Now, when you so it, it, the environmental impact is the cost of like raising these animals just to kill them. Is uh, that? Yeah what they are speaking about well, so. also don't like like cows in particular don't they generate a bunch of methane which is like a greenhouse gas among and other is, things is worse than worse than carbon dioxide too yeah it's even I, I even know that the it's it's even some sometimes the land that they occupy it just takes up so much land physical mm -hmm. land for them to occupy land that could be used for other things more environmentally friendly things 
Mm, okay. I buy the first argument. I don't buy the land argument. Like, Well, it says uh, here uh, in their memo, WeWork can save an estimated 16.7 billion gallons of water, 445 million pounds of CO2 emissions, and over 15 million animals by 2023 by eliminating meat at our events. In just three days, we are. Uh, they estimate they can save more than ten thousand animals. Yeah, all right. Uh, and and fish don't produce these byproducts. Uh, according to WeWork, I suppose not. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do you guys? Would you be would you be happy if your company instituted this policy? I would be happy if my company gave me any free food at all. So <laughs> hang on and now. That, that will always be my position. Hang on now, Dan, because I don't want to call you out here. Mm. But I happen to know that there may have been some ice cream related experiments happening <laughs> in your office. So I don't mean to put you on yeah. blast. And how much was that expense report again? Uh, what, $4.50? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was meat-free, so you're in compliance. That's true. It was meat-free, although there still had to be cows somewhere for that. That, that is true. <laughs> that is, it is meat-adjacent. <laughs> the meat byproduct. Yes. But yeah, it turns out for everyone at home, if you making ice cream with liquid nitrogen is a lot of fun. That's cool. Do you have any liquid nitrogen left over? Did you do any cocktail We have a stuff? whole 10 liter contraption device filled yes. with liquid nitrogen in our office right now. Oh boy. You gotta start freezing in, shit. In your WeWork? Is that is that against the WeWork terms of service? So that they were not in a WeWork, but the, the owner of the VC firm slash co-working space that we rent from slash invest in us did stop by and uh, saw what we were doing. It's like, wow, that's really cool. Who approved this? <laughs> he didn't stop us. He, he liked the ice cream, too. Yeah. I did look up, because this is positioned right next to my chair, this contraption. I was like, hmm, what's the worst that can happen with, like, a, a giant jug of liquid nitrogen? And it'll never get hot enough in this space for that to become an issue, so we're fine. That's good. Does your does your do you have pets in your space? Not supposed to, but they're there. Because mm. mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want you to sort of like trip or drop it, and all of a sudden Fido is uh, a little icier, you know? Right. You really don't want to drink liquid nitrogen. That's the real thing. Mm. That's the real. Because the gas expands in your stomach, and you could actually explode. Well, it is the original cold brew, so. <laughs> What? Don't I don't. That sounded like a funny joke in my head. Uh, don't uh, don't yeah. Don't put those side by side on the counter. Yeah. Well, what's really so? One of the things that someone said online was like, oh, if you want to keep like a smaller amount of liquid nitrogen around just for a little bit, get one of those like airport or crappy restaurant coffee jug things, like the ones that you like. You the handle pops up mm. and you, you like pump it. And you can keep liquid nitrogen in there, and it'll stay for a long time. So we do have one of those, and we have oh, yet no. to fill it with liquid nitrogen. But that, yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's only a matter of time. Thankfully, the person would probably notice immediately that their cup it didn't get warm. In fact, it got immediately colder, so cold that they would probably drop it on the ground. 
so I don't think it's a big problem. Although that does sound like a really cool application where you'd be like, well, we have hot coffee and iced coffee. And then the hot coffee is just you put the, it over and you pump in the liquid <laughs> nitrogen. It becomes cold coffee. Uh, <laughs> but you don't want to drink it. I don't think it would work. I think it would be really bad. Mm. I don't know. That's a good question. Would it eventually evaporate off? You, you'll have to report back. I have a new experiment. I do have some cold brew concentrate in my refrigerator right now. Yeah, and there's there's like a whole chapter about this in uh, Liquid Intelligence. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm gonna write that down. I need to. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's pretty in depth about the things you shouldn't do. Okay. Yeah, that with Liquid Nitrogen, it seems like you start with the things you shouldn't do before getting to the things you should do. What is fun to do, frozen cereal, eating frozen cereal, mm. and then your, you, your breath like immediately becomes like vapor. That's fun. You can take a superconductor, and if you freeze it in liquid nitrogen, then you put a battery, on, a battery, a magnet on top of it. The magnet floats in the air. That's pretty cool. Whoa. Yeah. Dan Miller, the science guy. Dan, 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 Dan. <laughs> All right. My themed cocktail bar. Ooh. <laughs> that has both our original idea where, where we're, we're stealing existing IP. Yes. Uh, and it's very nostalgic for kids from the 90s who now have lots of disposable go. income. This is great. Do they, though? Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think, uh, like, do I have disposable income? No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I do think it's a good idea, though. Hmm. God, we're just full of good ideas tonight. What happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, any know. other? Uh... Yeah, we could take. We could draw inspiration for our cocktails from like Bill Nye episodes. Oh my god. Uh, okay. All right. Anyways. Although I, I anything like anything else about WeWork. Yeah, I was gonna say anything. Any other thoughts on on WeWork? I don't know. I guess it's it's kind of interesting. I, I wouldn't it's I didn't get the sense that WeWork was like a big environmental company, so no. I was very surprised when I when I saw this story. Didn't we talk on the show about the co founders wanting to start like some super creepy school, school? for like we school for All the kids? Right. Like they strike me as like Elon Musk esque, that... like we're rich and so now we're gonna be creepy about it people. Yeah, but they're New York rich, which is typically different than Silicon Valley. Uh, but the the yeah the the daycare story struck me as like a Silicon Valley rich thing to do. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Well, that was WeWork. Uh, let's see what else we got here, gentlemen. You know what I need to do while you're thinking about what we'll talk about next? I need What's to that? get like uh, one of those bells, like one of those like uh, front desk bells for every time yes. we change a story. Ding, so people know. Uh, that we're moving Sean, on. I want a bell so ding. bad. Oh, we all three of us should get bells. That would be so miserable to listen to. Ding, 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 ding. Almost every podcast I listen to has a bell on it at this point. Is that why no one well, listens to us? If they, if, they all, if they all have bells, maybe we should get some other device. Like Ooh. gongs. Tiny gongs. The that was easy button. <laughs> God, we well, love stealing that copyright. That is our logo. <laughs> That's Shh, Colby. That's copyright. Wait, just it like is. Lie. Are you sure? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. No, I'm the one who literally <laughs> photoshopped it. It's an, 
No, it's an easy I button. Know, I literally just made completely steal and Photoshop out the easy yeah. from an easy button. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Thank goodness the Staples Corporation isn't very litigious. <laughs> Good word. Litigious. Litigious. That's your five dollar word of the day. Um, let's see, what else guys in here is uh is worth talking about? Anything? Twitter. Twitter. They yeah, last week we spent a whole hour talking about how Twitter is terrible, uh, more or less. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and Twitter Although just... it's the most innovative thing that we've done in the last 60 years. So I thought you were going to say the most innovative thing we've done in the last five years of the show, um, <laughs> which also might be true. And so uh, Twitter listened to us and decided they were going to do something about it. Uh, they have begun removing tens of millions of suspicious accounts from users' followers uh, earlier this week, a major new effort to restore trust on the platform. Um, beginning, uh, it started on Thursday, last Thursday. Many users, including those who have bought fake followers and any others who are followed by suspicious accounts, will see their follower numbers fall. Um, the company said it would strip tens of millions of questionable accounts from users' follower. Uh, the move would reduce the total combined follower count on Twitter by about 6%, a substantial drop. So it's not that, if I'm understanding this correctly, it's not that they're necessarily banning these suspicious accounts. It's just that they no longer count towards your follower total. Um, and we saw as a result mm. of this move, uh, many, many accounts saw their fall by millions of followers in some cases. But I did see a nice summary article about a lot of influ- you know, web influencer people who saw their totals drop from like half a million to like 10,000 or I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but some crazy, like yeah, clearly, clearly we know where those followers came from. <laughs> um, influencing that many people after all. Exactly. Well, and I was, I bragged a little bit at work uh, because my company's Twitter f- account didn't change at all. I said, we're legit. We're the real deal. I didn't pay for that. Yeah. Mine, those morons followed us for free at all either. No, no, not really. And they, these were only, I think, the most egregious ones um, that they did. Like I said, a, a 6% or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know, guys. Do you think simply just changing the follower counts is a good way to, to address Twitter's problems? Or should they be more concerned about actively removing and policing accounts? Hopefully this means that they're getting at uh, that they're preparing to do more things like this where it's not just removing their follower accounts, but now they have like heuristics where they can say, you know, automatically ban people or like they're so they're they're now they're not showing follower accounts, but before this they were also not showing replies. They have they have like the hidden reply thing. So, I think they're doing some things. I think, yeah, I think they really still suffer from the, you know, free speech fallacy stuff that Reddit is also struggling with. Mm. Maybe they'll get over it. Maybe they're just, like, inching their way bit by bit. Uh, But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is a, a you know step one of their ten step plan or something to get rid of fake stuff. Like it is, I guess if you think about it, is like a relatively low impact way to see like like what would happen. Um, 
you know, like you're exposing people to the. Or maybe maybe it's starting to like like we're starting to get acclimated to the, the, the fact that maybe like many of these accounts are going to go away, but in a, in a low stakes way where it's not like you didn't just straight up delete something. And if it's like incorrect in certain cases, like you didn't delete anyone's account who is uh, not actually a bot or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think the most clever part of this whole operation is that they told everybody they were going to do it before they did it. Because I think if they had just done this, either A, no one would have cared, or B, everyone would have been, oh my god, my followers suddenly dropped, what's going on? And by announcing up front that they were doing it, it was kind of like, A, okay, we know why you're doing it, but also B, we were able to watch everybody's accounts and say, ha look at how much yours fell. Oh, isn't that <laughs> suspicious? Oh, you lost half your followers, what does that say? And um, I think that there is some some interesting dynamics to, to operating in that manner where you're very upfront about about what's going on, and I appreciate it. I do think it's interesting that they clearly know what accounts are suspicious, um, and why they wouldn't, why they wouldn't do more to remo- remove them from the. I, I guess I just don't know why some accounts are suspicious, and so what makes an account suspicious? Is it what they say, how they say it, where they're coming from? Um, and if it is certain things, then maybe they should be doing more than just removing the follower. I, I don't know. It's a good first step. I'm glad they did it. Um, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions in terms of how they, how they handle the platform. Indeed. I will also say on a bit of an unrelated note, the other day I was trying to do something in Tweetbot and I couldn't get it to work. So I had to download the Twitter official app. It's so unbelievably unusable. It's such the feed, the feed in the Twitter app has so much nonsense going on. Everything is, it's all out of order. There's all this extra like, oh, Dan hearted this and here's an ad and here's a a reply someone did to someone else. And oh, in case you missed it, here's something that happened three days ago. And I'm like, what? It's like it blew my mind's concept of time and space to use the Twitter app. It was upsetting. Sorry. So... I I disagree, and the, the alternative is like the Tweetbot approach. I used Tweetbot for a long time, but I follow too many people to, you know, catch up on Twitter whenever I open it, or maybe I just don't use Twitter enough. And so I need something to. Uh, I like the thing where it says, "Hey, here's what you missed, and here's the tweets that we know that you're interested in based on who you interact with and what things you click on." Like these are the things that you actually want to see, and if you're bored, you can keep scrolling. I don't, I don't care about the linear timeline. The like thing, and I've had good success with, oh, your friend like this, and I've, I've found like when that shows up enough, I'm, I'm likely to follow that person. Like, oh, a bunch of my friends like stuff from this account, so I should probably just follow it because I, I have, you know, I have also like this. Sometimes I don't, and it's just, you know, you can't win them all. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I don't disagree with that. I, I think my issue comes in, I've had this issue with Instagram as it's gotten more algorithmy and more, you know, thing other things you might like and more adsy, and, and I just don't find it as enjoyable of an experience. I agree that it is hard to read everything on Twitter, but at the same time, at least 
in a raw feed situation, I get to choose what I see. So if I don't read it for a day, then I just don't see what happens for a day. The problem is, is I would rather choose what I see and not see. You know, if someone's over tweeting, I'll just mute them for a week, you know, versus sort right. of the algorithmic approach where I, I just don't. I, I, I'm glad that some people like what Twitter's doing. It just bothers me that Twitter is going to keep squeezing apps like Tweetbot that will eventually um, cut them off from from the API, which would be very disappointing. Yeah, I, I do like that there's choices. Because if Facebook uh, offered me the option to do uh, a less algorithmic, more sort of hands-on customized feed, I would absolutely do it. Yeah. But for obvious ad-related reasons, they don't. No. So be it. Uh, have you guys gotten the thing on Instagram where it, it you scroll through and the little green thing pops up? It's like, you're caught up. I really like that. I love it, but it does say something that they had to add that. Where it's like, people couldn't tell they had already read everything. So you had to let them know? Really? It's it's interesting that they felt that they had to do that. Wasn't Isn't it in their best interest to let them keep going? Yes. And keep showing them that there's infinite ads, hypothetically. Yes, it 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 was. It feels like a weird, a weirdly uh, light side UX pattern. <laughs> like I That'll wouldn't necessarily expect book, it from Colby. them. Light side UX patterns. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the like dark UX patterns, right? Just like right. everything else, Facebook does. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Alrighty. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, check the clock. We got time for one more story. What, what, what in here is it? We got Roku speakers. We've got uh, Surface Go. We've got uh, Netflix stock issues and subscriber issues. We've got the anniversary of the App Store. We got all kinds of stuff. What do you What do you want to? Do you have any preferences, Colby? Uh, I don't have strong preferences, but I could pick one if need be. Okay, pick one. It, we need we need B. I just think the Surface Go looks cool. All okay, right, I, that sounds like an opinion we can get behind. Uh, last I hate week, to say it. no, because I'm gonna back you up. Uh, last week, Microsoft announced the Surface Go tablet, a smaller, less powerful take on the popular Surface Pro. It has a 10-inch screen, integrated kickstand, Windows 10, and a similar design to the Surface Pro, and it starts at 3.99. What do you get for that? Uh, you get a, uh, you get, it's got a display. Uh, it's got a kickstand, a front-facing camera, uh, the Surface connector port for charging and connected to a desktop dock, uh, USB-C, blah, blah, blah. What else here? Touchscreen, yes. Uh, weighs 1.15 pounds, a little heavier than an iPad, but lighter than the Surface Pro. Um, it's got the optional keyboard cover and works with the Surface Pen. Uh, it comes in two varieties, 399 and 549. On the lower one, 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gig memory. And on the better one, 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigabytes of memory. Um, of course, you can add all the various accessories. And it comes in a number of colors. It runs an Intel processor and Windows 10. Um, it will hit shelves next month. And I'll put up on screen here for the folks watching the video version. Some what, pictures what gets of what you excited like. about this, Colby? I don't know. It just looks cool. I like that the pen sticks to it. That's a gripe I have with the yeah. iPad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never used one of those like keyboard case things, so maybe it's maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. Uh, I just feel like for 
I feel like weirdly having like an iPad like thing that is more like an actual computer has has been like more and more appealing to me where it's like most of the time like the iPad is way more fun to use but then like you know you still have stuff that doesn't work on mobile safari like you can't not have a desktop computer if you want to use if you, you want know, to use what? Be able to, it's it's just like web, any website that you have to pay for something on, like 50-50 shot, like you can't do it on mobile Safari correctly. Ooh. Like what's an example? Like paying just for... Like tickets for things like museum websites or like, uh, like anything like that. Like not the Amazons of the world, not the big companies of the world, but like... like websites where they have like it's pretty crappy like or booking a haircut online i can never book my haircuts on 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 the ipad because whatever website all the hair places use just doesn't work um stuff like that is pretty interesting yeah i should try booking more things i well i feel like i do a lot of this on my phone and it works do you find a distinction between the phone and like because sometimes the website's different for the phone versus the tablet, do you find a distinction there? You know, I don't know if I've ever tried it on my phone for that particular one. It's weird because there's this one website that a bunch of the, the haircut places in this area seem to use. And mm-hmm. it's like the same the same problem for all of them, which is annoying. Um, but like that's a, that's a thing that I found. I don't know. But what are there any other things like beyond just websites that don't work in the mobile versions of the browsers? Other workflows that you do that you can't do on an iPad, but that you would want to do in that form factor? Um, I don't know. I think I just want the pen touch thing on like an actual computer. I think that's okay. what I want. <laughs> Uh, it's like uh, I still haven't used one, I but I've been I, the next iPad that comes out, I'll finally get a new iPad, uh, mm. and then I'll be able to experience the, the the magic of the pen. Is it? It's not magic pen, is it? Apple pencils. Sorry, <laughs> well, how do they not call it the magic pen? Someone has to know. have that trademarked. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, it's we got to talk a school into buying you one of those crayons, one of those big crayons. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Um, no, I what the 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 Surface Go, I, Colby, I agree with you. I, I think that for me, the issue with an iPad like device is um, file management. It's just file management. I just I need a real operating system, and I know that it's gotten better over time. But like, for example, as I'm in the process of buying a house, I'm constantly sending and having to sign paperwork back and forth and emailing attachments all the time and. And saving stuff and syncing stuff, and it's I try and do it on my phone, which admittedly is different than an iPad. That's fair, but it, it just doesn't. And also, I'm a long-term Windows. I've used Windows forever, so I'm a little biased in that respect. But I do like the idea of 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 this as an option for Windows. There really aren't Windows devices at this size. If you wanted a Windows device at the size, it simply does not exist. So I'm glad that at least it's an option. Am I going to run out and buy one? I don't know. I think. The sort of the the three ninety nine is the ticket price there. Your sort of entry level four gigabytes of RAM, sixty four gigs memory. Uh, that ain't gonna cut it. 
And I think by the time you upgrade to the better one, you add the type cover and the pen and the pen's a hundred bucks, you know, on top of it. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, I think by the time you add up all the price, you're already at the cost of a, of a quote unquote real laptop. So I, I love the idea of the thing. And I do think it looks pretty nice. Actually. I, I, I do like the surface devices in general. I think Microsoft does a good job, but I just don't know who's going to, who's going to buy this, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I do not. But I definitely think it's cool. I definitely think if it was like well powered at 399 with accessories, like I would legitimately consider getting one. But by the time you add in all of the bundle pieces, you're easily going to hit 800 bucks. Um, which for a 10-inch device is very expensive. So. Anyhow, there you go. Coming Coming to a Microsoft store near you. Alrighty. Uh, well, that does it for the news portion of the program because we're going to move on to our picks, which is the part of the show where we each bring something cool we want to chat about and share with the world. Uh, sometimes they're good picks. Other times they're not as good. Uh, but we're going to share them with you anyway. I will go first because I am at the top of the list here and mine's uh, a cop-out. Now, you guys remember about a month, two months ago, I shared one of my two famous decade curated long pandora stations i do remember that soft rock radio that i shared the best mm -hmm. of the 70s and 80s mm -hmm. well i am tonight sharing the other of my famous handcrafted from scratch craft <laughs> pandora stations Tonight's 90s alt-rock radio. This is a great station. We'll have the link on the website at don'tpanic.io. You can add it to your Pandora. It is a healthy mix. I would say it's not really hard 90s rock. It's it's anywhere from your, your Nirvanas, your Smashing Pumpkins, your Red Hot Chili Peppers, but then you're going to throw in maybe like some Counting Crows might come in. I think even like Alanis Morissette might jump in once in a while. So it's a little more, it's not just like really, it's not like grunge or it's not aggressive, but it really is like a, almost a top 40 of the 90s that's not hip hop or pop. So it's anything, anything loosely rockish from the 90s. So it's a really easy mix to just put on and listen to. You'll pretty much know all of these because they're all the big hits. Um, and it is thoroughly curated for your enjoyment. My 90s alt-rock radio station, the link will be on the website. Uh, I recommend you subscribe, check it out, and enjoy. Uh, I listen to it Ooh. all the time. Very exciting. Yeah, Maybe very... I'll open Pandora for the first time in <laughs> 10 years. You know, the sad thing is I don't even listen to Pandora that much anymore. <laughs> I, I used to all the time. I used to pay for it. I used to do the whole thing. Now I just listen to podcasts all the time. Right. I need to listen to music that much. One of these days, Dan, I'll make you a deal. You get back into Pandora, and I'll get a Spotify. I'd rather you just listen to Two by Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would probably be good, too. God, think how much better my life could be. Yeah, think about it. Damn. Well, uh, like most things in my life, I'll continue to live in misery. Uh, Dan, <laughs> uh, well, you, have a, you have an application here for us? I have an application. So a couple... This was maybe even a couple of months ago at this point. I have been playing... Alto's Odyssey and then the new one in threes for five years. I don't know. For forever. And those are just the mobile games that I had and I didn't have any others. And like I've tried like a couple of them, but a lot of them you need to be online. So then I finally got fed up with it a while back and I went on this whole research thing. What good 
games, iOS games, that are played in portrait mode so that I can play them with one hand on the subway and do not require online because I will often be disconnected while I'm on the subway in New York and are very replayable. Like, I just want something that I can keep going with. Uh, what was the, the, like, isometric block puzzle game? Uh, everyone really liked it. No, no, no. <laughs> you feel like rotated the whole level and you try to get your like little peep to go. Oh, Monument Valley. Monument Valley, thank you. Like that was fun, but that was only like a couple weeks worth of entertainment. Whereas my my whatever, three dollars for threes has I don't think you could divide the pennies up enough to count it by how much hours I've spent. So I wanted things like that. And the first thing that came up was card crawl which is, it's a very simple card game. You can play it offline. There's no, there's, uh, it's an interesting online portion, which I'll get back to, but you basically, uh, you get, the goal is to get rid of your entire deck. Uh, and you get like sword cards and like you can use the sword cards against monster cards, but you can use the monster cards against shield cards. And you want to like keep a balanced hand. So at every point you can sort of empty out uh, your hand and keep going. Uh, and it's very fun. There's all sorts of cards to unlock. I've been playing it for, I don't know, probably almost two months at this point. And I've unlocked maybe half of the cards. Uh, and you can, I don't know how you can make these, but you can download other people's decks as like challenges. Uh, and you can see them on the store and see like people's comments, not the I, uh, iOS store, but just like their little thing. Uh, and that's fun, but you have to have internet connection to download the deck. But once you have it, you can just play it. It's kind of like a level. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with Card Crawl. It was very much worth the... How much did I spend on $2 this? $2.99. $3. Yeah. Bargain. Nice. And I'm told that there's more by this person. Same sort of idea where they're like solitary card games, but they, they have completely different mechanics. So I'll be checking those out next. Sweet. I'm definitely going to definitely gonna download this to try it, Dan. You have a pretty good track record when it comes to apps like these. So That's good to hear. Uh, I've only recommended three, probably. Threes. But that's what you're very selective. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's yeah. a fine taste. Uh, card Crawl, available for iPhone and iPad, $2.99 in the App Store. Very cool. Thank you, Dan. Colby. I don't have a pick. Okay. Oh, party no. foul. That's okay. You're fine. What'd you, what'd you have for dinner? Uh, Blue Apron. Yeah, anything oh, good? Oh, plated. It was like, uh, I don't know what it's called. It was like meat and soy sauce and cucumbers. It was it was actually really good. Tasted quite nice. Nice. Actually, I do have a, uh, Colby, can I borrow your pick? Yeah. Okay. Uh, everyone should go follow the Wirecutter Deals accounts for Prime Day. They've been they've been mm. tweeting some stuff. I may have been a little naughty and purchased a thing or two. Um, Any little uh, don't panic uh, treats? Actually, I may have purchased more smart home bullshit for my future actual yes. home. <laughs> and this one requires wiring, so it's a little hint. A little hint. We're gonna get another live stream. We're Sean gonna does electrical work. <laughs> I should live stream all the stupid stuff I have to do at the house. It would be it would be so much fun to watch me just like fumbling. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try caulking these windows. Let's see how this goes. 
Are you going to live the smart... Sean, you... you you are the first of us who can actually live the smart home dream where you, your switches are the connected thing. No, liter- literally, I was Googling, like, can you buy Nest in bundles? Like, I'm, I, this is, this, this place is going to be, like, fucking, it's going to have so much smart shit, it's going to be annoying. That's how much smart stuff it's going to have. That's my goal. So I much want it to smart be stuff, it'll be dumb. I, want, like the, I, I want them to fight against each other, the smart things. <laughs> Where it's like, mm. if you know I control the lights, no, mm. I control the lights. You need to get adversarial nest thermostats. Yes. Oh, that's train a, them differently. That's a good idea. I want I'm on a Google Home to fight with 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 my Echo. Um, I want all the lights to. I just want shit to be crazy. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be like a fun house of smart nonsense. Sounds delightful. Which is also how you could describe this show. Uh, <laughs> Wonderful. Well, guys, is there anything else you'd like to say before we uh, we conclude this bad boy? Think about your bar names. Yes. Submit them to us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, or you can email them don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. We want to hear your ideas so we can steal them and profit off of them. You can also uh, go to our website, don'tpanic.io. We've got all the episodes past, present, and future. Audio and video are right there. You can also get the links to all of our picks. Great way to get those. We do this show live Monday nights about 10, quarter after 10 Eastern. Uh, on twitch.tv slash don't panic show and facebook.com slash don't panic show. I want to thank uh, Jason and Percy, who we wish good luck to, um, and all the people who joined us live. We appreciate it, especially when you comment, because then we can talk about it on the show. Uh, and lastly, what else did, didn't I? Uh, oh, and subscribe to the show. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're there. We're on the new Google Podcasts as well. And you can get the video version on YouTube, uh, which you should check out so you can see our beautiful HD faces. Um, as, as we mentioned at the top of the show up for debate at upfordebate.tv we did a great episode last week uh, and by great episode I mean the lost tapes but it's still a fun one you can hear us talk about a bunch of random nonsense uh, and the week before that what did we talk about uh, oh commercials we did our episode on commercials that was, ah, they're all great uh-huh. upfordebate.tv hopefully if Matt's back from vacation this week we're going to talk about burgers which I teased on last week's episode but then we didn't do an episode so who knows what's going on I think that's it guys Yes. All right. That. Uh, yeah. See you next week. We, we we we've done it. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We appreciate it as always, and we'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic.